0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time
1: fantasy. Play. Full-time play. fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour on a Wednesday afternoon as week four. Almost here. The season just flies by. It kicks off tomorrow night. Packers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Should be a good game. I expect it to be, at least on paper. It's one of a decent matchup. I know the Eagles not playing well so far. Packers 3-0. But certainly beats Tennessee-Jacksonville, which we get every year on a Thursday night, it seems. So Thursday football does tend to be not as productive. And you could understand why. Not much time to game plan or practice. But... Uh, at least we do get a football game in isolation. Always happy about that. So we'll get you set for that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron 88 and check out all my work at fulltimefantasy.com as well as SI.com slash fantasy. My stock watch article is up on Sports Illustrated. wire article on Sports Illustrated uh, posted yesterday as well. So you can check that out on fulltimefantasy.com. We got... Our week four projections from sean child so you can check those out the injury report dynasty football rankings updated not many places do that and of course any questions you have you can ask them on the message boards in the forums we will get back to you with answers and i'll say it again lineup questions try and keep those until later in the week because there's a lot of things that we don't know and people popping up on the injury report that we didn't expect so you know the best use of time because i can give you an answer now and a lot of times i'll say well uh, based on what we know right now here's what i'm gonna do like if you're asking me about devin singletary today i cannot give you a good answer i don't think he plays you never know dealing with a hamstring injury, but if he's in the question, how can I give you an accurate answer here on Wednesday afternoon when the injury report is just coming out today? So that's uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, But any of the questions you have, look, we'll do the best to answer them where they are throughout the whole weekend up until kickoff anyway. So uh, just make sure you make those decisions uh, later in the week. We need to wait for information to come out and always have the most information at hand when you're making these decisions, everyone's in a rush to set their lineup. Be patient, relax. We want to get this right, all right? We don't want to, we don't want to mess this up. So let's get it right. Lots to talk about today. We'll go over the latest news. We'll look. I'll look at some waiver wire pickups in a couple of my leagues. I know some of you have waiver wire tonight, so I'll kind of give you an idea of where players went, how much they went for, uh, and of course uh, the latest news. As well as a lot going on Wednesday, obviously, is a day when practice begins and some of the injuries start to come out, but can't overreact to it because Wednesday is not really a big day as far as injuries. It might indicate uh, what's going to happen a little bit later on, but really, obviously, Friday is the key day. But it's good to at least get this ahead of time, just so you know, uh, as you go to hit the waiver wire tonight in a lot of leagues, you know what to do. Uh, Obviously, one of the big stories today is Melvin Gordon. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that Melvin Gordon's holdout could be coming to an end soon. So uh, this is really not kind of breaking news here. It is very vague. There were some reports, too, that he could be potentially back with the team this week. And it's a little bit earlier than anticipated. I think everyone knew that Gordon would be back at a certain point this year. We probably felt it was more week 10 or later in the year but apparently it's going to happen sooner so not what you want to hear if you're an Austin Eckler owner because Eckler has been tremendous this year and has had more of the workload than Justin Jackson who has looked good too you know Jackson has had two touchdowns called back this year uh, but Eckler has been very productive 38 carries in three games. That's the thing is most of his production though has come in the passing game, which I think is fine if you're an ECL owner, especially in a PPR format. That's kind of what you want. It's not a guy that they were going to pound between the tackles, you know, 15, 20 times a game. Anyway, we've seen his carries be 12, 17, and nine. He hasn't rushed for more than 66 yards, but he does have two rushing touchdowns, and again, very involved in the passing game, and that's what you want anyway uh, in PPR formats and Eckler is getting the job done, uh, but it could come to a close soon. Obviously, in the passing game, uh, he has uh, 19 receptions for 208 yards and two touchdowns. 20 targets, he's caught 19 of 20. You know, last year in the part-time role, uh, he had 106 rushing yards, 500 uh, 554 rushing yards and 104 carries, three touchdowns. And then in the passing game, he had 39 receptions, 404 yards and three touchdowns. So he did have standalone value. I did use him quite a bit in a 14-team league as my RB2. So there's still going to be some value for him. It's just not what it has been once Gordon comes back. And again, we still don't know when that will be, but the indication is that it could be sooner rather than later. Uh, So maybe as possibly as early as next week or the week after. Uh, And it is going to hurt Eckler. There's no question about it. But he's still going to have fantasy value. Now, I think what you do uh, maybe you're 3-0 with Eckler, uh, I might look to the team that's 0-3 and see what you can get. Remember, the 0-3 team right now is pretty desperate. They're searching for a win, and they might give up something good. They might say, look, yeah, I know Eckler is not going to have the same value, but this week he's in Miami, and he could put up a big game, and that team that's 0-3 really needs a win this week, especially if it's a league where points don't matter, and it's strictly based on the record. So, Uh, That's what I would be doing in a league with trading. And I don't play in too many leagues with trading. You know, obviously in the FFWC, no trading. uh, And I play in a couple of industry leagues with no trading as well. So not many places where I can make that trade. And I, I don't have Eckler in too many leagues. I do have him in a basketball draft. Did like him. It's just wasn't able to get him. And, you know, obviously he's lived up to his value so far. Generally going in the fifth, sixth rounds of a lot of drafts but it's going to hurt when Gordon comes back. Certainly hurts a guy like Justin Jackson, who played 37% of the snaps last week and looked pretty good. I do think Jackson, though, is a good start this week against Miami. You know, we saw last week with Dallas, they had two 100-yard rushers. Ezekiel Elliott rushed for over 100 yards. And then, of course, Tony Pollard, most of the touches coming in the fourth quarter when he had that touchdown to cover the spread. Thank you, Mr. Tony Pollard, helping me uh, win that parlay where I had Dallas minus 22 as one of the three plays. So, yeah, there's a certainly a big possibility if the Chargers can control that game, as most teams have against Miami, that Jackson could play a big role in the second half. So he's a good play this week, but obviously the long-term value is going to take a hit once Melvin Gordon comes back. And uh, some sometimes people got Melvin Gordon, seventh-eighth round, someone I avoided because I just thought there was a realistic possibility it would be week nine, week 10, but it looks like it's going to be way earlier than that. We'll come back. A lot more news with injuries across the NFL here on Full-Time Fantasy.
0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: It is Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Getting you set for week four. Make sure you head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Check us out. Got the week four projections up, the injury report, dynasty rankings updated, and of course the fab guide is there. I had some people asking me about it. Uh, Fantasy Taz did the fab guide this week, and that might be the case going forward. I obviously am still doing a waiver wire article, but. Fantasy Taz has produced the Fab article for this week, so you can check that out. It is up on the site now, Uh, so just check it out, Uh, because people have been asking me, because I have been doing it the last few years. I did it last week, but I think that will change going forward, but either way, if you still have some questions, just ask them on the message boards and the forums, and we will answer them, so we're still around, even if I'm not doing the article, still there to Uh, help you guys out and we got a lot of good tools you can customize your rankings for your league Uh, got a who to start red zone targets weekly snap counts wide receiver matches report target report of course the optimizer for dfs so tons of tools and content there that you can check out uh, as well so make sure you head on over and check us out today fulltimefantasy.com as well as si.com slash fantasy Looking at it, some of the top news stories, a lot of injury news here on a Wednesday afternoon. Chris Godwin is not practicing due to a hip injury. Bruce Arians has said Godwin is day-to-day, so it doesn't seem anything serious. We see this a lot. A lot of players have some minor ailment on a Wednesday. They sit out practice, and you'll see this throughout the season. And then maybe he's back at practice Thursday or Friday, and it's fine. And it's just maintenance, keeping guys healthy, give them a little time off, so I mean, it could be something. Doesn't seem like it right now based on uh, some of the reports. Uh Godwin obviously did not have a big performance last week. uh 40 yards receiving, as it was Mike Evans, who had a big day. But Evans had a touchdown in each of the first two games, and he's a big red zone threat. Eight touchdowns last year in part-time role. Played about 61, 62% of the snaps last year. Playing way more. So not worried about him. It is a tougher matchup this week. But Evans will get the tougher covered. So, Godwin's someone I'm playing every week. Just maybe, I don't know, he was maybe in your home league he went a little later. But even pretty much every league I played in, he went third or fourth round. So, I can't imagine that you have superior options where you can bench Godwin. Because what's the worst case scenario? Top 15, top 20 receiver. So, I just don't see a lot of situations where you can bench him. But, hey, maybe you guys got great teams, 10-team leagues. and. You have better options, but Godwin's a guy that I just have to put in there every week just because of his ability to score touchdowns on an offense that should be passing a lot. Obviously, we've seen two scenarios the first couple weeks of the season where the Bucs have played from ahead and don't see that every week. Uh, and they have a schedule where they're not going to be home. I think they're not home till like early November now, which is ridiculous. They do have a game in London too. So that's the problem. Uh, but we have seen, you know, week one, they played from behind. Week two, they played from ahead against Carolina and obviously got conservative. Now, Winston did have the big game last week as they played from ahead. And he did produce, although it could have been an even bigger game if they didn't get conservative. But I think a lot of weeks you will see the Buccaneers playing from behind. And that's good for Godwin and that passing game. Good news here on Julian Edelman. He is practicing today. So they said all along that chest injury isn't serious. So he should be out there this week. And obviously great matchup here and Edelman's just getting flooded with targets now and you know re- I really liked Edelman you know before they had Antonio Brown then Brown came well and I was like oh no that's I, I thought it might hurt him a little bit but obviously now with Brown come on Edelman just gets a, a ton of targets uh especially moving the chain so PBR formats you feel really good about that uh, as they really don't have a tight end either you know it's kind of three wide sets and Edelman is getting a, a ton of targets. So good news there for him because uh, it was a little bit of a scare. Chiefs running back is going to be a big situation to watch this week. That's one of the bigger things that we'll be monitoring. Damian Williams has this knee issue, still not practicing. So uh if he's out, obviously the Michelle McCoy seems to be fine. I haven't seen anything on his ankle. He did not play in the fourth quarter, but everything seems to be okay. And Darrell Williams, who could be out there in a lot of leagues. And, man, I remember... One of my drafts, I think it was like late August. Uh, This was before they brought in McCoy. I drafted Daryl Williams in like the 18th round. Obviously, I wound up cutting him once McCoy came in. But I kind of wish I didn't do that now. But hey, you always make the decision at the time with what you know. And it's easy to go back and look and say, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have did this. With the Williams, it made sense. I mean, at that point, he was maybe we thought fourth or fifth on the depth chart. Remember, everybody was assuming Darwin Thompson was going to be ahead of Williams. That's not the case. So, Thompson was probably scooped up in leagues last week. He didn't play much. They clearly showed more trust than Darrell Williams. And you want a piece of the Chiefs' backfield. You know, any running back could emerge at any point. You know, McCoy is already banked up with an ankle issue. He is older. So, if he goes down, all of a sudden, Williams, a big role in this backfield. And they clearly have some trust in him. So, yeah, we talked about it a little bit in the first hour, but... Darrell Williams, if he's out there, definitely you want, you want to get him uh, because uh, it could be a uh, potentially big role for him depending on uh, what happens in front of him. I and mean, He had nine carries for 62 yards last week. I know a lot of it came late, but in this offense with Mahomes and the speed they have at receivers, it's very conducive for that running back to have success. So nine carries, 62 yards, and five for 47. I mean, he barely, barely played in this game. You know, uh it was a lot of McCoy. He had 14 touches. So there's room here in this backfield for a second running back to be productive in an explosive offense that's going to run a lot of plays this week indoors in Detroit on that track. So, yes, Darrell Williams, certainly a good pickup this week. Uh, I don't even think it's crazy to take him over Wayne Gallman. I really don't. I probably would prioritize it that way. Well, it depends on your situation, though, too. Maybe if you're the Barkley owner but Gallman's gonna cost a lot of money, man. And I'll go over some of the prices that I've already seen. I I I'm not spending a ton of money on Gallman. Just can't. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over those in a little bit. My home league had Fab, and that's a thousand dollar league, twelve teams, twenty-four roster spots, include six IDP. So it's, it's it's fairly deep. There's not a ton. It, it's uh almost similar to the FFWC as far as the free agents go. You know, there's not a ton there. There's maybe a couple better ones. That are that could be available, but really not a lot. So it's a deeper performer. I kind of give you a gauge of what people are spending. But yes, Williams for me, one of the better pickups this week, no question about it. Uh, that's Daryl Williams. And yes, I, you know, just specify when you're asked those questions in the message board. You know, there's several Williams, and I even caught it myself. I answered a question. I said Williams. I'm like, oh, which one, Jamal or Daryl? Yes, I'm sorry, Daryl. So you know, sometimes we race through them too, but. I want to make sure that we get it correct for you. Eagles. Deshaun Jackson is out. He will not play Thursday night against the Packers. That is definitely uh, what we expected. So I was all assumed all along he was going to miss this Thursday night game with a short week. On the flip side, though, Alshon Jeffrey will play. He was taken off the injury report. So uh, tough, tough call here. Cause does he play a full complement of snaps? How healthy is he? Is this a case of the Eagles saying, damn, we really need a win? We're one and two. Um, I'd probably put him in the conversation right around the wide receiver three range, I would say. So I think in a lot of instances, you can play him. Uh, I don't have him anywhere as far as redraft leagues. If I did, I'd give you a comparison. I have him in a, maybe one or two basketball leagues. Did not go heavy on All Sean this year. I was fine with him. You know, I thought he bounce back in this offense but you know those soft tissue injuries have been a problem for him last year was coming off the shoulder surgery so he will play uh the big big wide receiver news that we're watching this week is ty hilton man because uh he's dealing with a quad injury and it's something he had last week in practice and he played and performed well and ty hilton is to me he's just a tough guy man he's not the biggest receiver but it just feels like he's kind of always fights through injuries and tries to get out there and he obviously tried to do it last week and they did not uh want to risk it further. He had eight receptions, 65 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, he's been fine without Andrew Luck. He's got four touchdowns in three games and he's hit double-digit points in PPR formats every game. 20 receptions, 195 yards. Man, some people got him in the 5th round fourth round after that news turning out to be a good buy now lot's going to depend on his health, and if he's able to go and see if he misses time but that is something you'll have to keep an eye on all week and we might not know up until sunday lots more news ahead we'll also look at some waiver wire pickups fat prices as well full-time fantasy here on the fantasy sports radio network
0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show.
1: Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Can't believe we are getting ready for a week four of the fantasy football season just flies by. Feels like we were doing drafts. And now we got three weeks in the books. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com/slash grid. Well, you'll receive a free bet of up to five hundred dollars. That's a free bet. Of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at Fanduel.com/grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports—and you're in control. Go to Fanduel.com/grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Definitely love uh, wagering. Had a good weekend, and um, it's fun stuff. Just glad it's legal in New Jersey, man. I guess one of the good things about being out here, just go to my phone and uh, place a wager. And uh, NBA is where I really did very well last year, but solid in NFL as well. Uh, Like the parlays, the player props. As I said, player props, man. You're a fantasy player. I know not everyone loves or, or thinks they're good at Sports but don't forget there's player props. And that's something you can really exploit as a fantasy player because they're slow to come along with a lot of these props. And, you know, I'm sure you see people posting it like, oh, this was the over-under. And a lot of times, you know, nothing's ever easy. Injuries occur. But there's a, if you're sharp, you can exploit that. So I definitely recommend looking at player props on these uh, sports sites because they don't look at it as closely as the lines. The lines obviously are very sharp uh and there's a lot more money placed on that but the player props man you could really really carve out a nice profit especially again if you play fantasy you're essentially you know basically projecting the games like every week you know you're like oh, okay how many yards will this guy get i know you guys don't do it specifically we do obviously on full time you could look at our projections and see um and you're not going to agree with everything but maybe you look and go okay what are these guys projecting hmm, wow the uh total here is much lower or much higher, and then you make a a decision accordingly and uh, make that uh, wager. So definitely check that out. I recommend it. Mike Tomlin is optimistic that Vance McDonald will play against the Bengals in Week 4. So it sounds like McDonald has an AC sprain. Uh, So it's not a long-term injury, but I think what happened yesterday is people saw this, and then they saw that Nick Vanette was traded from Seattle to Pittsburgh. And they said, hmm, what does this mean? But it looks like Xavier Grimble also had an injury, so we'll see. Remember, their practice report doesn't come out until tomorrow because they play Monday night, and that's the tricky thing here with Vance McDonald is it's a Monday night game. So you're either going to have to have Tyler Eifert on the other side as the backup plan, or you might have to make a decision Sunday morning. Now, hopefully, we get more news over the next few days. So, So Again, this is a case where if you're asking about Vance McDonald, no good answer right now, and I do have McDonald. I have McDonald in a league with Mark Andrews, so obviously I'm I'm gonna play Andrews for sure. I know we we mentioned Andrews is not practicing, but that's kind of what they've done the last two weeks. They're just it's maintenance, and it's probably something that's bothering him, but he's able to play. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna play Andrews this week for sure, no question about it. Hopefully he goes. If he doesn't, then uh, I'm gonna have to make a Friday night waiver wire move, but we should have that news by Friday. But yeah, with Vance McDonald right now, just don't know. I mean, doesn't sound good and it's Monday night. That's uh, the issue there. So if you do have Vance McDonald, I would look for a contingency plan right now. If you don't have a backup tight end, but that game is Monday night. So if we find out Friday or Saturday, he's a game time decision. Uh, it's going to be hard to risk it. If you don't have anyone else in that game, you never want to risk taking a zero. So Keep that in mind if you are a Vance McDonald owner. Devin Singletary did not practice today. He has a hamstring injury, which he suffered at the end of the game in week two against the Jets. And he has not practiced since then. My guess is he doesn't play. Uh, That's a big game for the Bills against the Patriots. They're both 3-0. The Bills obviously want to prove themselves. And I don't think they're as good as the Patriots. Look, They did what they had to do, being the Giants, Jets. And the Bengals last week. So they haven't had, you know, a tough opponent yet. Uh, so really big step up here is the Patriots have yet to allow a touchdown on defense this year. Yes, they allowed two touchdowns last week, but one was a pick six, one was a fumble recovery, uh, for a touchdown. So that defense has been really good this year. Uh, I would not expect Singletary to play. We saw Frank Gore get most of the early down work last week and he did score a touchdown, but I don't like him in this spot. Uh, I think this is a really tough game here, uh, for the bills offense. Tough to like much here. Uh, there might be some people, especially, you know, bye weeks and injuries, you might be forced to use Frank Gore. I thought last week he was in a good spot, tough spot this week. He will get the volume, but, uh, you're really hoping for a touchdown, especially since he doesn't do much in the passing game. TJ Yeldon obviously did see snaps last week and he was more involved in the passing game. Uh, but not someone I feel comfortable starting at at this point uh, when it comes to to fantasy, just because not a big upside there for him. Uh, So, yeah, Luke Wilson also was signed by the Seahawks. Remember, they traded Nick Vanette, so that's something to keep an eye on, but Will Disley has been really good, and obviously Disley's in a great spot this week because he's going up against the Cardinals, and you know he's got to be highly ranked this week, for sure. Uh, I was able to get him in one league uh, last week, uh, and, uh, it was because, you know, I wanted to, uh, uh, I had Hunter Henry, so I didn't have uh great options and it worked out. He had a good game last week and he set up for major success this week because he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals. And if you paid attention, the Cardinals said, uh, the Cardinals have just been shredded by tight ends. Remember TJ Hawkinson? Yeah, that guy, he's pretty good, right? The guy who had uh, 130 yards week one and hasn't done anything since. Gets the Cardinals. Mark Andrews over 100 yards in week two against the Cardinals. Greg Olson last week. Great DFS play. He was 3,700 on DK. Two touchdowns against the Cardinals. So yes, Will Disley has been unbelievable this year and in his career. He's played seven career games. He has five touchdowns. Russell Wilson tends to look for him in the end zone and look, it's not going to keep up all year, but he's definitely in a great spot this week. Uh, certainly I think on DK, he's 3,600. Got to have him in consideration for sure to start this week. I know he'll be chalk. Doesn't matter. But, yeah, there's a lot of tight ends that I would start Disney over this week. You now we're, we're playing a matchup here. Look, until the Cardinals show any inclination uh, to stop a tight end, you're, we're going to continue to pick on it. We did it last year with the Giants. We've done it in the past with the Raiders. Just keep doing it. It just makes too much sense. So, to me, he's he's, he's basically a top eight play this week. It really is uh at a a very thin position so i think people spent you know you might have seen some people spend a lot of money last week and be like whoa they're chasing but it worked out last week it worked out this week long term we'll see the one thing though that i do see okay with seattle and they their defense is not good it has finally caught up all these years of losing guys and they're gonna have to pass more russell wilson is on pace for the most pass attempts in his career he had over 50 last week, 35 in week two, and we saw in week one only 20 where they played. It was kind of a close game with Cincinnati. I was a little surprised how conservative they were. Obviously, last week, the game flow was different. They were playing from behind as the Saints jumped out to an early lead, and a lot of those pass attempts came in the fourth quarter. So we know the Seahawks want to run the football, but they had the Chris Carson fumbling issue last week, and Rashad Penny was inactive, and they're not going to give CJ Procise 15 carries. I don't think that's something they want to do. But if Russell Wilson passes like this, it's going to be unbelievable for fantasy. And i that's why – you know, there were people hesitant to draft Wilson, and I understand because you look at the pass attempts over the last few years and he finds a way to get there every year. It's amazing this guy throws 30 touchdowns on the few pass attempts. He's just so efficient. Uh, he also ran a little bit more last week. He's in a good spot this week, though, against Arizona. Uh, you want your players going against Arizona for two reasons. One, their defense is horrible, and two – their offense, even though it hasn't been able to score much and they've been buckling down in the red zone, they're running a ton of plays. They're playing at that fast pace, and that's good for the opponent because the opponent is playing at that pace and running more plays too, especially since they're having success moving the football. So Wilson certainly in a good spot this week. Uh, again, as Disley, one of the most popular plays. Some news here on Amari Cooper. Calvin Watkins, who covers the Dallas Cowboys for uh, – Dallas News, uh, says that Amari Cooper had an MRI on his ankle today, according to a source. The source said it's more precautionary and that he's fine. So let's hope that's the case. Uh, Cooper's been excellent so far, dealt with this heel or plantar fasciitis or whatever it was. And, you know, there were some good doctors before the year who were saying, nope, don't worry about it. It's a maintenance thing. He'll be fine. And if you listen to that, You've been rewarded. Uh, even after that news, I think I took Cooper late in the third round of an online championship league. I uh, was a little scared at that point, but he uh, got it done and was productive. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Again, it doesn't sound serious. Obviously, if Cooper was out, it would really hurt this team because he commands a lot of attention. He's a playmaker. Uh, it would make Devin Smith and Ronald Cobb uh, even more important. And those guys still have some value, especially with Michael Gallup out. But, uh, you know, you hope that this doesn't become a game-time decision because the Cowboys play Sunday night against the Saints. So it's just uh, something to keep an eye on. So it doesn't appear to be serious at this point. And uh, they're saying it's precautionary. So we'll just have to wait and see if that's the case indeed. But that would be another big injury loss for those that are – relying on Cooper to produce in week in week out so we'll keep you posted on that and again this is another example of how I say can't really set your lineup today I mean we had no idea about this Cooper and you asked me a question on Wednesday I would have told you play Cooper now we got to wait and see so unless the players are involved in Thursday night game you got to wait you know everyone is so anxious to set their lineup we have time you just any questions about me a game tomorrow night sure but anything after that you got to wait You know, especially Saturday is like the best day to start looking at it because we get the Friday practice reports and a lot more becomes available and we get better info. When we return, we're going to look at some fab results from last night. How much did Wayne Goldman go for in a 12-team league with a $1,000 budget? I'll let you know next here at Full-Time
0: Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. On a Wednesday afternoon, getting you set for week four, kicking off Thursday night football, Packers and Eagles. Tomorrow night, uh, again, season just flies by. It's amazing. So it'll be gone before you know But let's enjoy it, man. Let's enjoy it. Football's great. And, um, you know, again, if you're 0-3, it's not over. Don't panic. I've told people if you're 3-0, and take advantage of those 0-3 teams and make some trades. But I don't want you guys... To do that, I've seen teams start 0 4 and make it back. And obviously, if record is the only thing that counts, then you got to get a win this week. But if you want to play in a format where points matter, and it's not just record, uh, high stakes leagues, way to go, FFWC, where points are a big factor. You know, you could be 0 3 right now with the most points you're getting in. And that's how it should be. We all know there's luck involved in the schedule. I've said it repeatedly. And uh, sometimes people don't understand it. Um, By the way, Browns, their secondary has been. Really shredded by injuries, but Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams did not practice again. Uh, They didn't play last week. They're going up against Baltimore this week, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I figured the Rams would take more advantage of it, but they really didn't. All right, let's look at some fab results from yesterday. I'm going to start it off with uh, my home league. So it's 12 teams, 24 roster spots. Uh, We do start six IDP players. So, yeah, you take some of that away, uh, but there's no team defense. So, you know, it's a pretty... It's a, it's a solidly deep league. It used to be 14 teams. We went to 12 this year. So it's a little bit more on the waiver wire, but not a ton. Obviously, Wayne Goldman was out there. He went for $661 out of a 1,000 fab. I think that's a ton. Now, I will say there's really no running backs on the waiver wire. So you have to keep that in mind. So it really depends on how desperate you are. I would not spend that much on Wayne Goldman. I'd have to be really desperate. He's got a solid matchup this week against Washington, then Minnesota and New England. That's not good. Then Detroit and Arizona, which is okay. Uh, and we still don't know exactly Barkley's timetable. Now, the one thing is, after Barkley left the game, we didn't really see much from Gallman. Uh, we know he can catch the football, though. He had, what, 31 receptions, 34 receptions as a rookie last year. So, he's just not what Barkley is. And yes, the offense looked really good, but... I I can't spend that much for a guy that might only be there four weeks. Uh, And again, there's exceptions. Like in this league, I could use a running back, but it's not that bad. Um, I basically, I'm stacked at wide receiver. So we have a similar format to the FFWC where it's two running backs, three receivers, two flex. So I play five wide receivers every week. I have Christian McCaffrey and then at RB2. Depends, like, I had Matt Breida, who I was playing. I have Devin Singletary. Breida's on bye. Singletary's out. I got, like, Duke Johnson, who don't really feel good about playing right now. Rashad Penny, who obviously, that's another big injury. You haven't seen an injury report yet. That is a huge injury to watch this week. Cause Rashad Penny, with the way Carson is fumbling, well, could see a real big role. So Penny's a guy that I have in a few leagues and I might start him. No, here's the other reason. There's a couple of reasons why Penny could be big this week. Number one, obviously, Carson. Lost three fumbles in the first three games. And we saw they went away from him in the CJ process. They're also playing Arizona. Running a lot of plays. They're not going to have Carson on the field. Say they run 80 plays. They're not going to have Carson for all of them. So, Penny, if he's healthy, will be in there. So, man, you got to cross your fingers as a Rashad Penny owner that he plays this week. Because there's an opportunity to be had. So... I haven't made my decision on my RB2 yet, but that that is a weakness for me. But I'm not going to spend, I was never going to spend 661 on Gallman. No way. Just can't do it. Uh, And it might work out for this owner. We'll see. Uh, Especially, you know, if you're 0 3 and you don't have many options, yeah, you kind of have to go out and say, look, I hope that it works out. He's right now, the Giants haven't brought in another running back. I expect them to. You know, we thought it might be CJ Anderson. He did work out with the Texans. Uh, So. Goldman's still, gonna, I think, going to be on the field for quite a bit of snaps. But 661, no. Too much for me. We'll look at a couple other leagues in a second to see the prices where he went. Daniel Jones went for 170. Uh, this, to me, is an inexperienced fab owner. Just never have an even number. Don't bid 170. You know, always go, I would have went, if that's what the price range, I would have went 172, 173, 168. Don't do it even because someone else – might have the same mentality you tie and then you lose a tiebreaker. So, uh, didn't like that. Paul Richardson went for 124. Thought that is high too. Look, Richardson, I think there, there is some value there. I've always been a big fan of him when he was with Seattle. He's always been banged up. Uh, and this Redskins offense obviously is going to pass a lot and they have a good matchup this week against the Giants. I think they'll have some success and pull up points. I think he is kind of a sneaky starter this week. Uh, he's got 19 targets on the season and the last two weeks. He scored a touchdown. So three for 16 and a touchdown against Dallas. And then this week, eight for 83, a touchdown on nine targets against the Bears. So obviously, it's really one huge game. But he does have a good matchup this week going up against the Giants. Uh, He can be productive. And then after that, the Patriots, which tough matchup. And they should be throwing a lot, but they might not be able to do much. Then the Dolphins. So two of the next three weeks, really good matchups here for Paul Richardson. Uh, Don't think he's a guy you can count on though long term. So it's more deeper formats, but 124, a lot. TJ Yeldon went for 58. Mm, Don't love that. Taylor Gabriel, 38. Look, we knew people would bid on him. You can't go a lot. It's a deep format. You want to go 38, I'm okay with it. I didn't put in a bid. Again, I don't need receivers. But we've seen this before. Let's not forget. This is chasing. Okay, this is chasing last week's game. Uh, and he also was dealing with a concussion, too. He didn't practice today as well. Remember, he left that game late uh, on a run play. Defender landed on him. He was being evaluated for a concussion, I believe. I think it was a concussion. Um, but he did not practice today. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on there with Gabriel. Um, yeah, and it is. A, it was officially a concussion. But, you know, we're going to get these games from him occasionally. But that's why he's more suited for best ball formats. He had seven targets last week, six for 75 and three touchdowns. And I think part of it was the matchup. You know, they exploited that. He had a better matchup. Allen Robinson faced Josh Norman. Not that Norman's the lockdown corner, but, you know, he's did a better job in his coverage than the rest of the secondary opened things up for Gabriel. Let's not forget, Gabriel had two for 24 week, one, one for 11. So the floor is extremely low. So it'd be very careful. And they go up against Minnesota this week, and what will projects to be a low-scoring game, with the way these offenses are right now, watch well, and in the NFL, this will be like the, the 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 big offensive outpouring of the week. I wouldn't count on it, but hey, that's uh, sometimes how the NFL goes. When we think everyone believes that it's going to be a little scoring, because I got to think a lot of money's coming in on the under of that game. Uh, the Bears are favored in this game by two, and the over/under is uh, thirty-eight and a half. So not a lot of points expected in this game. Uh, Gabriel does have the Raiders in week five, though. So that's a a good matchup there. But it's just that Bears offense is just so erratic and inconsistent. The only guy that I feel good about is Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. And even with him, some questions. Jack Doyle went for 37. Doyle this week. You know, Doyle, I, I love Doyle as a player. It's obviously a situation that's not great because he's splitting with Eric Ebron. But if T.Y. Hilton is out, I think Doyle is one of the beneficiaries. We keep looking at the wide receivers, Deion Cain, Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell. But it could be Doyle, who ran more routes last week. And I do like him this week. If you're a George Kittle owner, and he's on by, and Doyle's out there, I think you can pick him up. Again, he hasn't really done much this year. He only has nine targets. He had four for 46 last week. He's going against the Raiders. It's a matchup. It's the possibility of Hilton being out. Uh, and him running routes and then even the next week he's at Kansas City so two matchups uh, that look appealing over the next two weeks and when you're picking up a tight end to fill in for a bye week you'll take four for 46 at this point with the way the tight end position is you're really not looking for a ton Preston Williams went for 25 dollars uh, dropping Trey Quinn uh, I like the pick up I mean could have went for more uh, I just didn't have anyone to drop I'm, I'm pretty good at receiver Preston Williams has hit double-digit points in PPR formats every week, three straight weeks. Now, the ceiling is low in this offense. They have one touchdown in three weeks. It was Preston Williams in week one. But with Josh Rosen, a quarterback, 12 targets. Now, they were only four for 68, so efficiency is a problem. Uh, they do have the charges this week, then a bye. So that's something to take into account. But Preston Williams looks good. But So if you're in a deeper format, double-digit points at a PPR format work, sure. Obviously, non-PPR, not as appealing. Uh, you're relying on a touchdown. Now, he should have had a touchdown on Sunday against Dallas if he would have held onto the ball, and it was close. If they reviewed that, I wonder if they would have counted it, but it was close. He had the ball in his hands, uh, grip it a little tighter, and maybe it wouldn't have been stripped. It could have been a touchdown. So, But I get it. Non-PPR, not as appealing because he got you 6.3 and 6.8 the last two weeks. PPR, though, uh, a lot of targets there. Again, not efficient. He's caught 11 receptions out of his 23 targets. Uh, that's the quarterback play. That's the team. But like that pickup. And then there were some ID pick, pick, uh, pickups for cheap. So those were the pickups in the home league. Now, let's look at the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, and I told you about Goldman before. I got Goldman for $43. I'm stunned. I thought he went way, way higher. There was another league in the Fishbowl. He went for 91 So I... I I just put in the bid, said, hey, hopefully I get them um, because I really need a running back in that league. Uh, my team is actually doing pretty well, uh, but my running back situation is a mess. I have Christian McCaffrey, but here's the rest of the group. Kalen Balazs, Mike Davis, Ty Johnson, Rashad Petty, Tony Pollard, Jalen Samuels, Edo Smith. So these guys are all backups, and I have to play a couple of them because I have Michael Gallup out with injury. I have Hunter Henry out. I had Antonio Brown, and I cut him. So I kind of felt like I needed Goleman here uh, just to get me through the next few weeks. And, you know, there's always a chance that Penny or Samuels or Edo Smith kind of evolves. So $43, I think I had 82 left. So this is a league where there usually isn't big free agents. And usually the big free agents are quarterbacks. You know, so Gardner Minshew went for a lot. Uh, Daniel Jones was drafted in a lot of these leagues, Kyle Allen. So people spend a lot of money on quarterbacks. Although I see here, one league, Kyle Allen went for 28. He wasn't available in my league. Jeez. 28's pretty good. This is a super flex league. So you, that's why I always say, put in bids. You don't know. You might be surprised. You know, someone might be like, oh, I'm not spending on Goldman. He's going to go for 70, 80 bucks. I'm not going to put in a bid. Do it. You know, whatever you think. Like, I didn't think I was going to get Goldman. I threw in 43. And I kind of really do need him. I'm I, I don't even know what the runner-up. I got to see if you can see it on here. But that is the point. This is for all fantasy leagues. Always put in bids. You never know. No matter, You just don't know what the rest of the league is doing. Maybe it's half the league forgot to put in bids. Maybe they didn't realize Goldman was available. Maybe they don't want to spend. Maybe everyone in the league has a mentality. Oh, I'm not spending for Goldman. He's not that good. You just don't know. I'll take it at 43 bucks. you know? So I still have some money left. There's $0 bids in this. And I need to... You know, I can. I'm starting him this week. You know, we start 11 players. There's no kickers, no defense. It's a deep format. He's going to be starting for me. Darius Slayton, wide receiver for the Giants, went for nine. Nick Vanette went for four. Uh, Titans get, you know, extra half point for first down and receptions in this league. So it's really did. I mean, Ian Thomas was drafted in this league. So it's really tough. Anthony Miller went for a dollar. In this league, it's kind of worth it. Jordan Aikens went for zero. The tight end from Houston, that's, that's a nice flyer to take. I know he had two touchdowns last week, and they have a lot there. There's Kenny Stills, DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't think you're going to get consistency week to week, and it's a team that really doesn't throw to the tight ends much, but still worth adding. Jacoby Myers from New England went for 14, and that's kind of interesting, but Edelman is fine. So uh I think maybe that was the... thinking there but hey if an injury happens you want a piece of new england offense so you stash him on the bench makes sense there irv smith one for 12 he's talented but man you don't want a part of this minnesota passing game right now i mean you know how terrible stefan diggs owners feel right now and i will say this don't drop stefan diggs i'm probably benching him i'm definitely benching him in one league where i have receiver depth probably gonna be difficult for me to bench him where i have him in the ffwc just because not a lot how does Darrell Williams go for seven bucks, man? That wasn't my league. That's an absolute steal, man. Ah, oh, sucks. When you see bids in other leagues and they're low, it's just the worst thing in the world. But that's part of fab in the high stakes leagues and this type of format. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up here at his full-time fantasy, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're warming it up like Big Daddy Kane getting ready for week four of the NFL season. To do that, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Week four projections are up. If you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and forums. Got tons of articles there. The injury report, fab report. Also check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. Got my stock watch article up today. You can also check out the waiver wire article that was posted yesterday. So let's get this money this week. DFS, we got you covered as well. And you can use the optimizer as well to help you out. It's based on our projections as well. So uh, that's a good thing as well. And you could tweak it. You know, you can see what it spits out. You can put in your three core guys, hit optimize, just, you know, see what it gives you. Maybe it'll put you on to a player. That's what I like to do. Maybe it puts me on a player that I wasn't thinking of. And then I go, hmm, let me see why go do some research and. I might disagree. I might agree. You know, everyone, you you should have your own thoughts. We're just kind of here to help you and guide you along the way. But obviously, if you feel a certain way, don't be afraid to go in that direction, Uh, especially if there's some research or something that pulls you that way. Some of the other free agent ads uh, yesterday in the Scott Fish Bowl, some of the leagues that I see here, Paris Campbell was added for nothing. Oh, that was after the waiver wire run. That was that was a good pickup. He wasn't available in my league. I would have absolutely grabbed him. That sucks, man. I see some of these free agents in some other leagues. I'm like, really? They're not available mine. Darrell Williams wasn't available mine. Paris Campbell wasn't available mine. mine. Uh, CJ process was picked up in a few leagues. It's not a bad pickup either, uh, especially if Rashad Penny can't go this week. So that's uh, for deeper formats. But yeah, you guys know if you play in the high stakes league, there's just not a ton on the waiver wire. In more leagues like 12 teams, 16 rounds, there's some, some good players that are out there. Philip Dorsett could still be out there. He's playing a big role in this offense right now. Once Antonio Brown was gone, we've seen it. Two games with Antonio Brown, Dorsett's played a lot of snaps. And Tom Brady has a good rapport with him. I mean, you see it. Uh, He's very comfortable, uh, you know, throwing towards Dorsett. So... Keep that in mind. But if you have any other questions or you need to look, check out the Fab Guide at Full-Time Fantasy, the waiver wire guide on SI.com slash fantasy. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.